Hello and welcome to a very special, very hopefully chaotic episode of Not Only Full Send with Christina Kim and Alan Shipnuck. And we give it Monday by, with Ryan French. The fire pit with Matt Janella. <laughs> this is like a, a, a this is like a year end megapod. We thought we would kind of come together and look back at our individual experiences, our, our collective uh, golf season, and and just talk about the year that was. So uh, we've done very little preparation. We're just going to wing it. I think that'll make it more fun. Uh, I mean, so Ryan, Matt, I mean, you guys, when when you think about your year of covering golf and podcasting. What what jumps out first thing? Go ahead, Ryan. It is a Monday. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, the first thing is that you know, I mean, I can't believe I'm doing this. I say this on a lot of pods, but the fact that I'm on with Christina Kim and Alan Shipnick and Matt Janella is. Can we swear on this podcast? I swear on my podcast. A lot. Yeah, yeah, it's encouraged. Okay. Wait, since uh, when has swearing been encouraged in this fucking podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming. I mean, it, it's fucking crazy. I mean, it's crazy. So a very selfish first part of it is like, here's people I've read, watched on TV my whole life, and somehow I'm in this fucking corner, and these three people are around me. It's, it's insane. So uh, that's first. That I do this for a living is second. And then golf-related, uh, I mean, so much happened this year. Uh, the fight the uh, fight at the Corn Ferry uh, Monday is the most popular story ever on fire pit. So uh, I think I have to lead with that. Um, if you didn't know, there was a fight at a Monday qualifier. I found out from a source. The fact that I use the word source is another crazy part of my life. Um, a, uh, a source, and it was a Monday that had only a corn ferry uh, Monday. So there was no PGA Tour Monday. So I was like, I'm going to take this Monday off and spend it with my family. I'd worked a bunch. And I was sitting outside and I got a call and it's a guy who's very connected, especially in Wichita. It wasn't in Wichita this Monday. And he said, hey, Ryan, the police are here and a fight has broken out on the second green. And I was like, hey, man, I'm trying to take the day off. Don't mess with me. You know, like, seriously, he's like, I'm not joking. And I was like, holy shit. And from there, it obviously exploded. So, um I mean, when I saw it on Fox News, that is when I was like, holy shit, this thing has gone viral. Uh, And I mean, I think I counted at one time, I think it was in 24 countries, newspapers that I I could count. So, um, I mean, that was my number one. It was insane. You should you should get some of those hard copies. It shows that golf is for the masses. It's not just for your most elite, prim, and proper. You want to get down and dirty? You can play golf. <laughs> I, well, I remember one of my favorite details of the whole thing was uh, of the fight. The dad is caddying for the guy who's kind of the instigator, right? And doesn't the dad start wielding the putter like a samurai sword? <laughs> it's just yes. the most amazing like mental image. Which was only to allow the guys to actually keep fighting. Like the dad, yes. to, like he was allowing the fight to keep going. Yes. And my favorite, uh, there's so many parts to this, but the player who was the instigator, who did get arrested, said two great things. I mean, like you, like you could make this a comedy sketch and you wouldn't make it this ridiculous, okay? In the middle of the fight, he yelled, I'm a black belt. Okay, I mean, that's insane. Okay, and then he pinned the guy to the ground and would only allow him to get up when he said the word uncle. I mean, that is, that's insanity. That, like, you would go like, hey, you're a writer on Saturday Night Live. Like, hey, let's make a ridiculous fight scene. It's happening on a golf course. A dad is wielding a putter. The man has yelled, I'm a black belt, and then made the guy say uncle. And someone at Saturday Night Live would be like, that's too ridiculous, man. That, that's, that's, that's too over the top. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't work for say, Chris Farley. I, yeah, I, I will say when I'm tickle wrestling my four-year-old, I do make him say that I'm the greatest dad on planet Earth before yeah, yeah. I let him up. You yeah. know what I mean, like, right. I think that's part of the deal. You know what I mean? you got to get yeah. a little concession. You know what I mean? Yes. 
Right. It's just a weird spot to do it. Another favorite detail, and I don't want to make this whole thing to fight because there's lots of cool, very good, like legitimate golf stuff that I'd love to talk about and all amongst all of us. But the third guy in the group who was not really involved went on to play. And the police <laughs> went out to get his statement on the 10th hole. <laughs> so the guy is trying to qualify for a corn ferry event and a Monday qualifier and a detective is walking down the fairway with him taking his statement. I mean, it's it's all ridiculous. Well, maybe that's what separates the guys from the PJ Tour and the Corn Ferry, I guess. You'd never see anything like that on the PJ Tour. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, maybe. Jesus. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, we, we should tip our cap to Laz Versailles too, who, I mean, it's called the Fire Pit Collective for a reason because I'm getting this right, Ryan. Like, didn't you just call it into Laz and Laz typed yeah. it up and, and beamed yeah, it out? Yeah. Like, I was like, on my way to where were you standing? Like, Laz, here's, here's the details. And he, he went off with it. And it was, uh, it was quite a thing. Again, when I saw it on Fox News, like not Fox News, you know, like local, it was on the banner of the Fox News website. And I was like, holy shit, things have gone sideways here. <laughs> what, what about you matt what pops in your head well i mean you know it's been a crazy year for me I, I you know i i i say that i can't believe i'm sitting here talking to all of you guys uh you know christina kim obviously i've been covering you since the start of your career and your journey and the you know into sort of the, the world of professional golf alan and i have been you know friends since sports illustrated days mid-90s and then Ryan, I mean, the idea that you were available to be hired by the Fire Pit Collective, this, you know, this media upstart, which, you know, I'm not even sure exactly what it is that uh, we are other than we're evolving very quickly and um, and in a way that I could have never imagined. Uh, so I haven't I haven't been able to do as many podcasts as I was originally. I'm sitting on about. 11 podcasts that have been all recorded. I've just never haven't had the time to actually edit them in the way that I, I usually do. And, um, but there has been, there has been moments with Laird Shepard winning the British amateur championship, which, you know, for a guy who this time last year was essentially contemplating quitting the game of golf for a variety of reasons, you know, ha had gone to Sterling university was going to be a world beater, had back issues, was, you know, was walking away and went home and randomly bumped into an old friend who had studied under Genkis, who made, gave him a tip that helped his back, got back into the game of golf, got his swing in a place where he could, you know, enter the, the amateur. Uh, and, you know, COVID in a way really helped him get in there because they took so many uh, people down the list of alternates that they normally wouldn't have got in and proceeds to win the whole thing and then plays in the open championship. Now he's going to play in the masters, the U S open U S amateur and is on a bit of a magic carpet ride. So we did a four part podcast on that whole press. And Oh, by the way, he was down. I think he was down eight at one point uh, with 19 holes to play seven, seven holes down at the turn and wins the match in a playoff. Um, that that to me and then you know and then honestly the women's ncaa regionals was another situation that came up where i still to this day it really bugs me that there are people out there and i hope it, it i hope it bothers them i hope they can't sleep at night i hope this still bothers them because for so many women who have given so much time and energy and resources to their life in golf, who may never ever play professionally or may, may, may never play competitively again, got robbed of their, of their last hurrah in many ways. Um, to me that, you know, and I think what Riggs and Barstool did was nice and really cool and made the, the best out of a really shitty situation but in a way, I think it, it took the heat and the pressure off the the leadership that made those decisions and really robbed them of that opportunity. It still bugs me. I, I still, to this day, kind of want to show up on someone's front door and be like, can we revisit this? Like, what exactly <laughs> happened here? And just to, just to, for no other reason, just to make sure it doesn't happen again. 
because there was some bullshittery happening at that regional. And I know LSU was involved and I know other, other leadership was involved. The course, the golf course itself was involved and it, and it, and it, it bothers me and it, and it should bother, bother a lot more people than just me. Oh, absolutely. When you show up on their door. Yeah. When you show up on their door, bring a camera crew and a microphone. I'd like, I'd like to see that. Yeah. I mean, you know, the irony I find behind all of that is how, you know, as I'd like to think a progressive female uh, who obviously wants to champion anything that people do, regardless of whether they're male or female or where they're from. But obviously, you know, having um, those women unable to, you know, reach the, the peak of their uh, collegiate golf careers, the fact that a place like Barstool Sports, um, you know, nothing against rigs or, or or anything like that, but just the history behind that, um, I don't know what to call them, organization, platform, whatever they are, the fact that they were the ones to provide these young women an opportunity to have some sort of a, you know, uh, sloppy seconds consolation of some sort was uh, the irony was not lost upon me there. I was uh, it left a very, very, very odd taste in my mouth. I mean, the NCAA and, and if you listen to the pot, you know, I think we did three parts on that. But Jay Billis, who rails against the NCAA and rightfully so and has for quite some time. I mean, Jay Billis is is so articulate and and informed about just how bad the NCAA is and how many times something like this happens in a way in which it impacts you know student athletes uh it's it's really it really bums me out it's really sad and disgusting and uh and dysfunctional and corrupt honestly to me yeah, yeah, those podcasts you did brought that out. As on the topic of you know, it is the season to be to show gratitude. I want to go back to the moment when we brought Ryan into the fold at the collective because we did we did this Zoom. I was down in the fire pit offices in in Oceanside, and uh, because of the sound and everything, Matt was in his office, and I was like in the conference room. We were each on our own computer as we're as we're zooming with Ryan. And we have this this big call, and we tell him we want him, and he says he's in. And then we're like, okay, let's talk again. We got to sort out a few details. And Matt and I like ran out of our rooms and like met in the hall. We were like, oh my god, I think we just hired Brian French. <laughs> and um, and we were like, I can't believe this is happening. And uh, and then we're like, what, what are we, we going to pay him? I don't know. We started a number, then we kept negotiating up. No, I think now that's probably not enough. No, you know, his wife's a nurse; she's taking care of coat. We got to keep going, keep going. We're like negotiating against ourselves, and it was just like such a funny, like sweet moment. And you know, Matt had like tears in his eyes. It was just we were both like emotional because it was really a big deal to. to I get always this thing get asked the, the question like, "What'd you do when that call like happens?" So the call happens. I get yeah. off Zoom, and I look over. My wife is crying, and I'm like, "I like I couldn't believe what just happened." So everyone's like, you're jumping around. Did you get drunk? You know, I was like, I just sat there for like 20 minutes. And it's like, is this really, (laughs) is this like really what's happening? Yeah, no, it was wild. I'll never forget me and Matt, like running into the hallway, like, ah. So anyway, that was, that was just a cute moment. I wanted to revisit. You Um, know, I remember one specific quote was, I can't believe it was that easy. (laughs) (laughs) It was like. He was, yeah. I, mean, I should have negotiated a little bit. Yeah, I should have yeah. went like, yes, maybe I'll think of it. Let me yeah. get, give me a little bit. Well, we were competing yeah. against the PGA Tours $5,000 a year. So, yes. I, you know, we were, you know, we started at six grand. We thought, no, we should probably go a little higher than six grand a year. And nine got me. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not counting oh, the Christmas bonus. That. Yeah. A 10%. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Nine yeah. yeah. Holiday yeah. bonus, 9500 pretty pretty excited about it. Yeah, one of my favorite fun. moments and this is going way off is uh and it's selfish barracuda championship mark baldwin mark has become uh like a very like a cult hero on on twitter as like he's so articulate and well read and just awesome awesome dude and a great friend now and um the weekend the barracuda was by far the coolest week I've ever spent in this game 
I don't think it outside of we're back in the Barracuda next year. Outside of Mark winning the Barracuda next year, I just don't think it can be top no matter what happens. Um, Mark is just such a genuine, awesome, very real dude. And uh, walking up 18, we, he Monday qualified, makes the cut. Walking up to 18, he just put his arm around me and was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done in my life, you know, in my golf career. And thanks for being there with me. And there's so many people following along. I mean, it's an opposite field event that, for the most part, no one really cares about. And people were yelling our name on the on the up the fairways. It was insane. It was <laughs> it was the coolest week of golf I've I mean I've ever spent in this game. I love that. So, what so do you Christina, guys what got? about you? What do you guys, what do you yeah. guys got? Alan, you go first. I, I I got too many thoughts in my head, including the fact that you guys act did like you won the Super Bowl and Ryan is pretty much just sat there David at the dentisting it sort of thing David after <laughs> dentist sorry <laughs> is this real life <laughs> yes yeah, this real life <laughs> yeah well I mean so Christine and I we've been having this conversation off and on for many years you know I wrote the, the really the first big national story about her when she was their second year on the tour back in I guess I was in 04 05 and um you know, we've always sort of checked in with each other. We wrote this book together uh, almost a decade ago that was a diary of a season on her tour. So uh, it's kind of this conversation that started almost 20 years ago and just keeps going. And uh, it's been fun to check in every week uh, across this season, which has had its highs and its lows. And those of us who, who listen regularly know that we, we, we stray pretty far afield. We're talking about politics. We're talking about whatever. And so it's just... For me, it's just a highlight of the week. It's like catching up with an old friend. You know, it could be a high school buddy, it could be a college friend. It just happens, you know, Christine's a professional golfer, but we just there's always something going on, and and so I just enjoy that um, that cadence. Like, oh, okay, cool. Now it's it's Monday. Let me call CK and see how she's doing. But um, I think that sort of the most memorable moment was was recently when uh, you know Christina goes to the last term of the year, needing to secure her her playing privileges and is right in the thick of it until the very end of the, you know, going into the final round. Yeah, she, until you fucking tweeted. A, yeah, I know. <laughs> she was like, I, I had been, like. I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, that's how I started the tweet. Well, I mean, I didn't say anything all week. She was on the golf course. Like, okay, she can't be on her phone now. She's on the ninth hole. Like, we're good. So I just sent out this tweet. I'm so proud of Christina. She's like playing her butt off. I don't so want to jinx it. Don't Bogey. forget Bogey. these six words that prefaced everything that you said. <laughs> that's, okay? Right. That's don't try and tweet. wash this out. Wash it clean. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it, but and <laughs> I'm like, I'm so proud of Christina. She's doing great. And then she had a little, you know, a little stumble, but still played her butt off, hung in there, got her card um, under massive amounts of pressure. And, and then we taped a pod that night, you know, like only hours after she came off the golf course. So it was so much emotion and excitement and, and some, you know, remorse and that she didn't maybe play slightly better in the final round and give herself a chance to win. But there was just a lot of different things happening. And it was cool to, to capture that in the moment. So that, that's what's kind of neat about you know, podcasting. It's so intimate, right? And, it, you, you know, to hear it in your voice, all, all those different things you're feeling, I, th I thought that was super cool. Well, and it's kind of funny because since we're all here now with our sort of like year in review, you know, I've got I that week sort of solidifies like the entirety of this whole thing because, you know, obviously with everything going on with us, you know, with you tweeting, you know, on my 64th hole, which I subsequently went to double bogey, cheers for that. Um, having gone through the Monday qualifier, which, you know, ties us into Matt down, uh, sorry, Ryan down here and just, you know, it regardless of who it was about whether it was me or someone else but it was just ultimately a great story which you know matt could be a part of in terms of the storytelling like it's just sort of this amazing you know sort of jambalaya of this entire platform which i think is awesome um and yeah i mean truth be told it's hard for me to really find another moment to really talk about because one it happened really recently but two there was so many there were so many things going on that week and there was just so much that took place and you know i think as a result of that the lpga is maybe going to at least, you know, conceive the notion because obviously it wasn't just my story. Lauren Coughlin, um, you know, she Monday qualified to get in. She's got her ties with the NLU guys. And then for there to be a subplot to the tournament, I thought was 
pretty exciting. I, I know it was great for everyone with Outlier, the management group that were handling the tournament, obviously the entire Doyle family that own um, the Pelican Golf Club, as well as, you know, Dex Imaging and, and all of that. And so it sort of added another dimension and another element to the tournament that, you know, who knows, maybe women's golf will no longer be one of the few, if not the only major sports organization without some form of a playoff format, you know, because there was a lot of, um, obviously everything, everything is, is, is hard to sort of, um, find fault in because everything is a result of what happened in 2020 with, with regards to the pandemic and, you know, me, someone that had been 53rd or 54th on the money list at the end of 2020 and missing out in the first couple of tournaments on, on the 2021 schedule because of the fact that I had to go to Q series in 2019. And that was a status that I was playing off of until the, the next couple reshuffles, you know, it was, it was a tough pill to swallow. And so for everything to have sort of taken place that week, um, it was, it was just, it was mind blowing, you know, and I'm not going to lie. I kind of, I think it's, it's maybe a combination of like just coming down from that event a couple weeks later combined with, I think seasonal depression. I don't really like my son sort of never reaching the Zenith, like actually right above me and just kind of keeping along the Southern, um, you know, starting in the Southeast, setting in the Southwest, you know, I think that that is a thing. So I'm really looking forward to the winter solstice coming up, but, um, you know, it's been, it's been like a time for me to just kind of chill out and really reflect on stuff. And it's, it's just been awesome. And, and being able to catch up with you every week, Alan, mostly every week, um, it's been great. And knowing that, you know, you've made so much progress with your books and the fact that you can finally say that the Phil Mickelson book is done. And, you know, I'm kind of sad that it's over because you could have added an afterwards talking about his fucking fast diet and some of the you know potential repercussions that people who have done it might have experienced sort of pulling a, a you know a, a late uh, 2021 version of kim kardashian with her fit t detox and the fiery asshole you're gonna have for how long you're doing it like you know it's mct oil yeah. ain't no ain't no lie i i know this for a fact yeah well I'm not sure there's a mass market readership for fiery assholes, but I'll consult. Maybe there's an the ass but... instead of mass. It could be an ass readership. All right, let's quickly move on here. We're, uh, but no, I mean, actually, what, what's come up in this conversation, I think, is really an important like macro trend in golf. And obviously, Ryan's played a huge part of it. But um, I think golf fans have become way more tuned into the everyday player their struggles, the fight to get in tournaments, to maintain status. You know, it's always, it's such a star driven sport as, as every professional sport is, but the current crop of, uh, especially on the men's side of, of the superstars is a little bland and a little boring and some of them are not very likable and the, the fakery of their social media feeds and their public images. I, I just feel like the golf fan as collectively has kind of rebelled against that and they're looking for people to root for and they're looking for underdogs and looking for real struggles and you know ryan's brought that to the the forefront a lot of the things that, that matt that you gravitate towards are are you know it's it's not it's not the pj superstar it's it's the grassroots of the game it's it's players and um doing cool things away from the limelight and yeah you know Alan, Christi i think you know, that i mean i think christina's event I mean, I, did Nelly win? Did Nelly win? Bitch, you know Nelly won. Come on, don't act stupid. Come on, yes, I, Nelly won did, after I, making like, triple on the seventy-first hole, made birdie oh yeah, on the right. really tough seventy-second yeah, yeah, yeah. hole, yeah, and right. then made Canda birdie on the first I was playoff playing hole. With, I was playing with Nicholas Thompson in a Monday qualifier, or well, that was the next week. It doesn't matter. What I'm saying is like that. Like for as a golf fan, I mean, it's not close. That finish for Christina and Lauren was way more important there to their career than the win for Nelly was. I mean, it's not close. Like it, it's not even, it's not even on the same. Now it might not be for clicks. It might not be to the like casual golf fan, but it's not even close. Lauren Monday. I mean, she's standing on the TN one on a Monday qualifier. Her only way to get her card is to Monday qualify and then finish whatever top 22 or whatever. Like that's pressure. That is pressure. Like not saying Nelly doesn't have pressure and, making a triple than doing birds all it's all very impressive 
but playing for your card and playing for your 18th win or what, however many wins she has, those are just worlds apart in my opinion. And it's just like, hey, I'm going to be able to have a job next year. It's just, to me, obviously super biased, is is way more intriguing than what's happening at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's kind of part of animates what we're doing at the Fire Pit Collective is I mean, we're interested in the game as a whole. And very few of our story ideas or discussions are about Justin Thomas, you know, who cares? Or uh, you go on down the list of, you know, Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, I no, hate on him all the time. You know that you can't say that. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, maybe I mean, we're, we're the fun... outlier in that. I'm the outlier. No, but he's, a, he's a he, he's a fun target, and yeah, we had a lot of fun with him on on the pod for sure. But I'm just saying, like, you know, if you look at the traditional golf media outlets, you know, th those guys are on the cover, and they're devoting so much energy to their their daily and weekly comings and goings. And I think the four people on on this this little pod of we've transcended that, like we're, we're interested in, in things that are more real and authentic. And, um, and I think that's helping to shift some of the, the focus in, in the whole sport. And I just, I just think that's cool. And that's something I really felt this year as, as a golf fan, as, as a member of the golf media, like there's, uh, there's so many stories to cover and uh, there's a more awareness of that. And, it, and uh, it makes me excited. Like I know a lot of things we're looking ahead to do, uh, in 2022 and beyond are, are these kind of cool, they, they seem like niche stories, but once you put them out there, people respond to them because they're so they're, they're, they're moving. And I mean, we, Matt and Ryan, you guys captured a bunch of them, uh, throughout this, throughout this year. I, I think it's a really, I think it's, it, it is the point and it is the point to what we are doing. It's been the point of what you've done a lot, Christina, which is just cage rattle, make sure that, you know, people are aware of something other than what they think they need to be or should be aware of. Ryan certainly has built an entire brand and platform off of um, <clears throat> digging deeper and showcasing the true drama of professional golf. Uh, when, when, when people get really rich and now it's either they're going to be really, really rich or really rich or, or some variation or something in between it stops becoming compelling. It's just not, it's just, you're, you're, you're like, Oh, you know, millionaire or billionaire. It's not a, that's not a line. That's not a line of compelling narratives to be quite, quite honest. So I think the big seismic shift in golf in large part, because, you know, certainly, you know, because of, you know, and, and Alan gravitating towards those stories and never being afraid of, of telling the stories that need to be told either about the guys who are really, really rich or the ones that are, that, that should have opportunities to be rich. I think that's where we are. And um, that's why, that's why we were so excited about, you know, Ryan French being, you know, employee number one at fire pit collective and why we're excited about having, you know, someone like you, Christina, where, where our where our uniform in a way where our jersey you know and uh, and fly the flag in it and and there's more coming to Alan's point that we are, we we feel like we are only getting started uh, we we've this has happened in the last six and a half seven months so um, and the demand for it is such that um, we're excited about the next twelve months uh, knowing that uh, what's coming you know what's coming is going to be is going to have a significant impact that's really the you know our goal is to have an impact in the world we live in and through golf we have that opportunity because golf is life and life is golf and i've spent a lot of time at goat hill park and goat hill park has now become as you know christina and and ryan and alan it's become a place where a lot of really really exceptional golfers uh stop by or play or practice or, you know, compete. Um, and I, I've been really now becoming way more aware of the Will Crops and Colin Featherstones and Matt Picansos of this world who the, the fact is there are so many really good golfers who on any given day can shoot 63 on any given golf course in any given conditions. But there are so few 
opportunities for them to make a living playing this game. It's there's this huge bottleneck happening with uh, professional golf, and for us, what we really see is this is a this is the timing is right and the opportunity is right to try to tell more of these stories and by telling more of these stories, opening up that bottleneck, even if it's just a little bit. Men, women, boys, girls, I don't care who you are. What we're trying to do is make sure people are aware of those stories so that they might get more exemptions, more opportunities. And by being able to go live like we did at the Wishbone Brawl, this to us really now sets in motion the opportunity to to undermine the only true sort of distribution of like eyeballs to professional golf and create challenge matches, side tournaments, opportunities for people to showcase their skills, mixed matches, you know, men, women, boys, girls, all of the above. Look what Jeff Ogilvie's doing at, at Sandbelt Invitational in Australia. We we this is we are at the very tip of what I believe to be a humongous iceberg of incredible opportunities. And I'm telling you, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Well, I mean, Matt, you're burying the lead here. I mean, we've been, Ryan and I have had a few conversations about this. We've all been talking about like, there's going to be a fire pit tour. It's going to happen. We're going to just start having our own tournaments and we'll, Ryan will be the commissioner of the league. He'll curate the fields and they're going to bring all these great stories together and we're going to get sponsors and some life-changing money for these players. And, uh, you know, we'll probably start with one. Why not have a dozen? And we can do, we can do men's events. We can do women. Like, I think, you know, be the change you want. And not only will we, these, these, these turns be super compelling, but we'll give the, the viewers at home what they want, which is just unfiltered, non-bullshittery in telecast. Everyone's mic'd. We're not going to have the Kanaka, Minolta, BizHub, Circle Jerk, whatever they call it. Like, it's going to be just pure golf. Not that there's anything and... wrong with Kanaka, Minolta. Separate sure. the brand from the guy, feel- okay? I don't have strong feelings about Kanaka, Minolta. I'm just saying, like... Are there people, people who are mad about Ken? <laughs> I'm just saying, what, what people want is to be inside the ropes with the competitors <laughs> and the caddies. Everybody's wearing a mic. We're going to have the cameras are going to be, you know, all up in their business. We're going to have drones at like 12 feet above them. And they're just going to have to deal with it. Like it's going to be super intimate coverage. And, and, um, and then and my favorite part of covering this side of golf guys is like these guys and girls have no one to answer to zero. Yeah. They don't, they exactly. don't have a sponsor that's going to cut them. There's no public pushback. There's no, not like, you know, Mark Anguiano, I use this quote all the time. He's like, I was driving back from Q school and I was $20,000 in debt. My credit cards were all maxed and people were telling me to get a job to pay it off. He's like, what the fuck do you think I was going to do as a job? I've played golf my whole life. I've never had a job in my life. Like if I, if I got myself in this position, the only way to get out was either bankruptcy or play better golf. And that was like the only two chances. And like, you wouldn't get that honest of an answer from someone you know, at the top who has a bunch of sponsors to answer to is just like the honesty, the mic'd up uh, at a, at a developmental tour event will be fucking good. I mean, you're going to get like, it's going to be gold. It's going to be. And then, and then we're seeing, you know, I know at least some people on this call are obsessed with that F1 reality show. What people, yeah. (laughs) Matt waving his hand. Like we'll, we'll do that too. We're going to follow these guys. If, you know, if someone takes their, their wife and their newborn child to a strip club, the cameras are going to follow them because, <laughs> Ryan, this has happened, right? Everybody, everybody knows the player that's done this. And, uh, I mean, he's a mini-tour legend. This is also <laughs> the same guy who got so drunk that his caddy wouldn't show up who had missed the cut. And the player called the caddy and said, hey, man, where are you? And the caddy said, dude, I can't move. I'm like, I'm totally hung over. And the guy went out three hours after he left the strip club and shot a 64 and won the event. Shut so, the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> Absolute legend. He had to carry his own bag because his caddy was too hung over to show up. <laughs> I mean, so it's like we, we know that Netflix or whomever is developing this, this PJ tour reality show. Like, 
how lame is it going to be? Like, we already know the answer to that. Like, how curated by the agents and the handlers and the publicists and Jay Monahan's going to be in there in the editing room. Like, oh, no, I can't, you can't yeah. show that. I can't like, wait to be... see Dustin go to some charity event and then climb on his private yeah. fucking plane and fly home to his beautiful yeah, yeah. wife. I mean, it's and gonna fiance. Be, uh, it's going to be. Oh, fiance. Right. Yeah. Perennial fiance. Yeah. P- perennial. And um, so, like, we're just going to explode all that. I mean, just, just give the people what they want. And, you know, we'll tell their stories along the way and we'll, we'll bring people inside the ropes. Like, that's, we've all been complaining about the TV coverage long enough. Like, let's just change the TV coverage. You know, let's just do it. Let's, and, um, and so that's what's fun about sort of the, the outlaw spirit of this, of the, the collective is like, we're, we're just going to do what needs to be done. It'll be fun. And, um, so anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, we sort it, of... it brings us back. It brings me back to on a, on a much, much lighter note and, and, and the crack of Ireland. But, you know, it, it strikes me that, you know, we did, we, I did a podcast, we did two part travel series to Ireland, but you know, that the reason why Ireland is so compelling and why the Irish are so compelling and why that was such a great opportunity for us to showcase travel on the front is because they're so real. Ireland doesn't, you know, the Ireland tourism board doesn't sit there and say, you can't show that. You can't do that. Don't, don't like the Irish are just the Irish. They just are who they are and they they don't apologize for it. They, they make fun of themselves as much as they make fun of anybody else. They, uh, they don't take it ser- too seriously, whatever it might be. The only, like I said in the, in several of the of the shows, but the only thing they take care seriously is that you have a good time and that you might want to come back. And if that's the general approach to what we do with our stories or our content or our storytelling or the characters that we cover, or how we're how we're you know putting this back out is with that fearlessness and with that unabashed honesty and openness to which it's like, hey. If you want, if, if this doesn't work for you, then just go somewhere else. That's all it does. You know, but if this does work for you, that's what we are going to be consistent and committed to giving to you on a regular basis. And, you know, I, I, I look, I look at the three people that are also, and, you know, I'm very proud to say that I'm associated with you guys because that's, that's what you guys do. It's uh, unrelenting and unapologetic about just in search of honesty and, authenticity well yeah that's that's fantastic and i love all of that i will go back real quick to what uh, alan and ryan were talking about about you know these obviously i you know i barely kept my card so i'm not the you know that top player that you guys are referring to but i have been you know previously in my career and i'm about to be knocking on that door again this coming season but you know i never really i mean i just thought you know, when I when I joined the fire pit and this is not to get all gushy or whatever the fuck. But like, you know, I was like, I know Matt. I like Matt. I know Alan. I've known him forever. I love Alan. Like, let's fucking do this. I, you know, everything about the whole vibe of everything, the the ties in with Goat Hill. And obviously now with Ryan coming in, Laz, who's who's going to bring a new fresh perspective, um, not fresh in like fresh, but like, you know, just a, a, a different perspective is phenomenal. And I was just like. As someone that one has been up on top, you know, having played three Solheim Cups so far, three and zero in singles, no big deal. Um, you know, I have sponsors. I still don't give a fuck. The part of the reason why they are willing to sign me is because, I mean, I'll check right now. I mean, I look on, you know, I check my dress. I don't, I couldn't find a fuck to give. You know, it's it's not about your public image. If your public image is something different from who you are as a human being. That's the issue that I take with, you know, and so while I have harped on, you know, the the Bryson DeChambeau's of the world, um, albeit there is only one of him, you know, I, I gave him credit. I gave him kudos for when he went and did the World Long Drive Championship. I thought he he fit in with those guys so well and he thoroughly looked like he enjoyed himself. And I am all about redemption because Lord knows I fucked up a, 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 a shit ton of times and I've figured out where it is that I can do better, whether it's as, you know, a, a, a daughter, a sister, a friend, a lover, you know, as a professional golfer or what have you. So I am all about redemption. And so I'm going to be fascinated to see, you know, for our next, this 2022 season, you know, what's going to happen with everybody, you know, are you going to have more guys that are like, dude, you know what? Like, I'm going to be honest. This is who I am. 
this is what I'm really like. And maybe they'll see that that might incentivize people to actually click on them more and get them that $40 million PIP, whatever the fuck, you know, who knows? But I just think 50, fit, fit, what? They raised it. They raised it to 50. Oh my God. <laughs> Jay Monahan's slush fund to try and buy the loyalty of his players. But well, um, Hey, you know what? You got to respect the hustle. I'm not here to judge on yeah, that sure. part, but you know, it's just one of those things um, where I'm like, wow, you know, like I never really thought of it in, in any way other than like, I want to be a part of this. I love these guys, but you know, Matt, everything you said about the fire pit collective, Alan, everything you said, Ryan, it's, I was just like, I never thought about that, but I was like, I kind of like the idea of being part of this family, you know, and no offense. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Um, you know, if you think that I'm an asshole, like, okay, that's all right. I still want you to be happy and live a healthy life, uh, a.k.a. go get your boosters <laughs> after getting vaccinated uh, two months after your J&J jab or six months and two weeks after your Moderna or Pfizer. Um, but, you know, I just think that it's uh, it's it's really cool to be able to put into this, you know, in so far 41 a minute nutshell of, of what we are. And I love that as being part of our year in review is, you know, giving everyone a review of what this platform is all fucking about yeah i mean echo all of that christina uh like i get to do what i want i mean no one said no to me yet which is fucking insane no but I will tell you really a quick no i'm just like hey i want to do no, this I'm like, yeah that's it. fine no i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to push ryan like i we had this twitter exchange about the safari tour i was like start booking tickets like yeah. go to africa and hang I out mean, on the again, safari tour there's so many surreal moments, but but Googling uh, flights to Uganda is is a, a, on the list of fucking things that <laughs> I, I would never. I, I, I first U G A N D A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but like, like a three months ago, a couple months ago, Matt, I mean, like, again, no one said no. Everyone's just like, yeah, do this, do that, sure. And uh, Matt called me like two or three months ago. And he's like, hey, man, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, what are you? Yeah, sure, I'm fine. And he's like, I'm just calling to make sure you're okay. And I was like, I hung up the phone. I was like, what the fuck has happened in my life? I mean, this is insane. <laughs> Matt Janelle just called to make sure everything was okay. I was like, yeah. I mean, yes. Everything is more than okay. It's great. So, Guys, uh, we, uh, the reason why I haven't been able to do so much so much podcasting is is because we, we you know we're building out this business and getting it all set up for what we hope to be our, our real run in 2022. And we're sitting on a couple, like we're at the goal line with what I believe to be three massive additions to what we're about to, what we're about to accomplish. I can't say them right now, but I will tell you if, if, if we get these in the barn, the team that we will, we will have assembled going into 2022 is world-class we we already have that but this goes takes stuff to like a whole nother level uh and it's all along the lines of everything that we're saying with the same kind of energy and motivation and commitment and investment into what is truly a collective where we all where we all uh you know we all we all try to help everybody be as good as they can possibly be and, and their stories be as good as they can be and the content they be as you know as good as they can be but uh Laz Versailles and Lejethro Jenkins are go are starting a podcast uh that will be called grassroots so uh and in the cultural vertical of what we're doing the fire pit collective it's going to tie into another docuseries concepts that a concept that if and when it gets green lit it's going to have a real impact and 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 provide a true education on an aspect of the game that you know for whatever reason hasn't been told yet and um and it's been, you know, we, we touch upon it and it, and, and we do talk about the Lee elders and Charlie Siffords and, and we talk about, uh, you know, Renee Powell and, and the Powell family and, and rightfully so. But I think there's, uh, what Laz and LeJethro are going to do is take this literally into the true roots of, of what happened to, you know, African Americans after civil war. And I, I'm, you know, and that's that's just again that's just one aspect of what's coming. Yeah, I mean, for those who don't know Lejethro, he's he's huge on NBA Twitter, and um, he's has 
a bunch of his friends are, are cultural tastemakers and whatever. Um, but he became obsessed with golf during COVID. And so he's kind of new to the sport and he, we've all been there when you fall in love with the game, it's all you think about, it's all you want to do and you want to read every book and you want to go to every great golf course and you want to, uh, that that's where he is right now. So it's going to be a really neat, uh, podcast, you know, Laz has been in the game for a really long time and he's very, has a very sophisticated point of view. Um, and so to bring those two together, just, uh, talking about, about the game, but also the intersection of, of culture and other, other athletes who are in, into have fallen in love with golf as well. And, um, you know, they have their own different lenses. They see the world through. It's going to be, it's going to be really cool. And there's just nothing like this in the golf media space. And it, it's, it's so needed. So, yeah, that that's going to be awesome um, when that podcast drops, which will be shortly. And uh, so, yeah, it, I mean, it, that's what I like about our little podcast network here is we we all have we all have our, our unique perspectives, and we're coming at the game from different directions. I mean, there's room for more. I mean, those those guys are going to be fantastic. As Matt alluded to, there's there's a couple other things that are popping that uh, would just just give us even more uh, kind of diversity and and. Uh, sensibilities when, when it comes to the game. And uh, so we can get all these voices on in one place. I think, I think that's really cool. That is beautiful. Okay. We need to stop beating each other off. Why don't we take it like to a nice light spot and just, we did our year in review, our, our most important parts of, a, of our year here with the fire pit collective. Um, so why don't we all do a little round table and talk about what we're most excited about in, whether it's in the very, very, very near future or the next 12 months, next five years, next 10 years. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go to the safari tour. I mean, bitches, you go with my, yeah, I'm going, Bitch. I mean, like it has been my ultimate, like, this is the ultimate mini tour. And I mean, like, you know, a guy sent me a message like, Hey, are you making fun of this? If you're, I'm like, not at all. I love it. I love that. There's people out there that just do it for the love of the game. Like the safari tour, you make no money. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, the guy who finished second, who actually is like had two top tens in European tour events, had plaid pants and a striped shirt on. And I assume it's just because he had some free stuff. And it's just awesome. Like he has a mixed bag and it's just like everything I love about the game. Like it's it, it guys chasing their dream or girls chasing their dream on tours you've never heard of. So the safari tour has always been an ultimate bucket list. I mean, I can only imagine the stories that will be uncovered once like I'm on site. I, it, it will be pretty damn awesome. So that's my number one. That's amazing. Real quick, make sure that you, um, and it doesn't matter which continent that you're going to any, when, whenever, wherever you are from, whenever you visit another country, make sure you brush your teeth with bottled water. Like it, it's, it's a real thing. Like even sometimes depending on where I'm going and, you know, to, to places in Europe, Canada, even, you know, over to Asia, it's, it's water is treated differently. Water is treated, but a lot of times water is treated differently. So make sure that you don't do an accidental Phil Mickelson fast without any of his products by brushing your teeth with the water at your local hotel ryan ryan's never left illinois so this yeah. is going to be amazing like, there, you should a, come to florida and see how delicate your system is florida, just by water brushing your teeth with, yeah, with sink water here florida how the hell do you get no. to florida that's gonna be tremendous i mean what so for me um you know, so much, I had signed this, this book contract, uh, to get this Mickelson book done, uh, before we, we, you know, I signed on and, and everything went crazy with the collective. And so, um, uh, I've, you know, I've been doing my, my weekly reader mailbag and we, we've done the podcast and then I dropped some stories that I'm proud of, especially the one about the Saudis, um, and, and their sort of nefarious influence in, in golf. But I really haven't had a chance to write for the collector the way I want to. So I'm just excited to um, plunge in and just start pumping out great stories left and right. And uh, I, I have a, a list of ones that I want to do that I'm excited about. None more than the others. Just like I, I'm, I'm like raring to go. It's that it's going to be awesome just to, to be in the mix more and give people stuff to read and think about and to watch and to listen to. So um, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be a big year. It's kind of like, 
you know, your, your favorite meal is sitting on this table and you can smell it and other people are enjoying it, but you're over here, you got to wash the dishes first where you can go eat or whatever. Like I'm, I'm it's close. I mean, I can, I, I'm, I'm on the precipice. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be 2022 is going to be awesome. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more excited to, to get out there and, and, uh, tell stories than I've ever been. So, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. I, um, I'm excited for all that as well, all of that. And, and then, and then some, I, I'm excited for, I'm excited to grow, continue to grow this company, continue to push boundaries on what's possible, uh, for, you know, now that the walls are down and distribution is what it is. And, um, we have, we've cultivated these, you know, these creatives, because I look at everybody as just creative people. Um, in various ways, shapes, and forms, and giving them, them the opportunity to continue to be creative. But I, I think the grind and what what Ryan is doing with Mark Baldwin and and continuing to follow Hayden Springer and continuing to follow Laird Shepard, continuing to follow people like Matt Picanso or or Will Crop, and then also you know following Christina Kim, following you know other uh, you know, and I think I think we're bound to revisit some of the people who participate in the NCAA regionals and, and try to figure out like where, where is this all going uh, for women's golf? Because I think women's golf has obviously uh, had a, had a humongous 2021. And I think where this goes with the quarter sisters and just, you know, uh, money that's available to women and, um, the brand of, of golf and the people who play it and how revealing and open and honest they are. I think, I think, I think the tour and the multimillionaires who, uh, who, who, who are living something different than what they're portraying back to your point, Christina, I think the kind of gig is up on that, to be honest with you. I think it's, it's just, it's just boring and it's not that interesting. So, Cultivating something like the grind, identifying six to eight players, giving them four to six episodes each of and having this be be an ongoing, you know, docu-series on the real life of professional golf to me is something I'm going to be really, really focused on making sure that that it happens. Um, And then, uh, you know, I'm just I'm. I'm excited to get back to doing, you know, doing what I do, which is, you know, the podcast I do and the, and the stories that we tell and watching Alan's, you know, Mickelson book drop in a way that I'm not sure that you've ever seen a book drop before. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, we're, we, we are, I, again, I don't, I feel like we've proven to the world that we can tell this, the six and a half minute feature that airs on golf channel and we can write the 4,000 word story on, Saudi Arabia that has true impact. And I think, you know, we can identify people like yourselves, Ryan and Christina, who are fearless and unrelenting on being authentic and honest. And we'll continue to do all of that. I think this is, you know, I feel like I've worked my whole life and my whole career to be right here right now. And I can't wait to get going every day. We say this every week. The next week is going to be the most important week in the history of this company. We say it every week. And I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. Nor do I think that it's ever going to not be true, which is so, so exciting for this platform. Um, wow, you guys had some really heartfelt answers. I'm just excited for golf. I don't know shit. No, I um, I think that I'm a couple of things I'm excited about is obviously getting back out there and playing my 20th season on the LPGA wow. Tour. I am wow. Fucking stoked about that. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think I'm also really excited to see, uh, you know, and, and, you know, we, we all poke fun at, you know, say content of certain just organizations just in general, even, you know, some of the stuff that the NBA does is can it's, you know, it's not all great. It's not all authentic. Um, but you know, PJ tour live is going to be, very big this year. They've made some huge changes. I think changes are coming in the future as well. Uh, so I'm going to be participating in some of that. Um, 
I'm still not comfortable using words like fuckery on that network just because it's, you know, it's not the time and place. Um, but, you know, I am I just I just love the fact that you get to go and like basically just do what I would do on a Sunday afternoon anyways. Just I don't have my my pants aren't off and I'm not eating snacks while I'm doing it. You know, I, I get to watch what the guys are doing. I get to sort of commentate and sort of discuss what it is that's going on, um, on the golf course. And, you know, I, I'm, I am personally hopeful that, um, you know, other, whether it's, I can't say networks necessarily because networks are just networks and I'm not, all about that but you know certain organizations and things like that are going to take inspiration from the things that have been done um here on the fire pit collective where they can say oh wow we can you know should we really be cultivating things in a certain way like is this you know because like you said like that you know these stories about living that hashtag jupe life is going to get boring you know and and people want to know like that the everything that's taken place with um you know, Tiger Woods' his whole his whole life makes his career that much more compelling and that much more, in a certain way, inspiring because he's real, he's human, he's not perfect, he is far from it, and yet he's still been able to accomplish what he has, and he's had the weight of not just the PGA Tour, but um, you know, Black America and golf around the world on his shoulders, and what he's been able to do truly is inspiring. And I think that, you know, you guys might be able to sort of give other organizations the idea of, wow, like, people can be real and that can be compelling. And so I'm just excited for shit like that. And golf. <laughs> I would, yeah, I mean, we should, we should tip our cap to Tiger. I mean, he's going to be part of 2022 in some way or another, uh, whether he's playing or it's just that tantalizing prospect, you know, he's... he's it's like just when you think Tiger's really gone away, he's he's just you know, he keeps coming back. It's incredible. So that that's going to be a huge story throughout the year. And if he does try and tee it up anywhere, I think we're all excited about that. But I mean, going back to Christina, twenty years, twenty years on tour is phenomenal. And especially, uh, you know, you've had to grind it out a lot. It, it's one thing if you're if you're Tiger or Phil, you can you can last twenty years because you've got endless exemptions. I mean. Uh, you know, you, you've had to pull, you've had to pull it out, pull it out, your fat out of the fire a few times. And I mean that in this era where I think at every level golfers are starting younger and they're burning out faster and they're fading away quicker. I mean, you certainly see that, you know, Jason days of the world and Yanni Sang and even Lorena and even Annika, you know, they're just, uh, people seem to lose that fire, that passion, or the, the desire to prepare and, and keep themselves going. And you just keep reinventing yourself. So that 20 years, that that's a big number. That is really something to celebrate. So kudos to you. Thanks. <laughs> I I like to joke. I just want to, I, I just want to recognize I, that a little more fully. Yeah. I mean, you can't just gloss over it. Like, yeah, that's you can't a huge just say, number. Hey, I've been on tour for 20 years. This then, is like, my 20th year. So I can't say I've been on tour for 20 years just yet, but yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank well, you. Pretty, yeah. close. I, I, pretty close. I don't, yeah. Especially, yeah, I mean, it, it speaks to like what is changing. It seems on the women's side, but needs to change is there just isn't a lot of women that, I mean, there's not a lot of men that have their card for 20 years, but especially where the money needs to improve and those kind of things. And it's a, a, a more younger person's game on the women's side. 20 years is, is pretty insane. Yeah, Thanks. that's awesome. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Well, um, I, I feel like we've taken our, our listeners here inside our, our various uh, podcast personalities. We've touched on some, some good stuff. Any, anything we need, we need to hit before we release the listeners? I think we, we need, we, you know, for me, I'd love to get Christina's favorite fire pit. Do you have a fire pit, Christina? Do you have a place where you go and might not actually be physically a fire pit, a place where you uh, detach, listen to stories, tell stories, you know, sit around and feel, you know, war a warmth and comfort in knowing, you know, you're, you're in a safe place. For me, my metaphorical fire pit is, a float tank pod. I mm -hmm. try and go to uh, these la this last, what two years now has been kind of 
odd for me because I am a huge, huge supporter and huge um, advocate for float tank therapy, which is basically sensory deprivation. You're in, you know, a, a pod with like, a, I think it's like 200 gallons of water and 1200 pounds of Epsom salts and you're in uh, the water is like around 94 degrees. So it's the same as your skin temperature. And you have, uh, there's a higher density in the water in these pods than there is in the Dead Sea, which is, you know, world renowned for therapeutic um, purposes and things like that. And so you literally float in these uh, tanks of skin temperature water. You lose sense of where your skin stops and the water starts. You can opt to have lights on. I always turn the lights off. You can opt to have music. I turn music off and you just basically become a floating brain stem. And so for me, like my, your, your, my pineal gland releases, um, I personally am at a point where I can see swirling colors and that's indicative of your theta brain waves being activated. You get the release of serotonin, the release of melatonin. So for me, it's just, it, it is, it is better than any means of therapy, any sort of pharmaceutical. Uh, there are tons and tons of stories of military vets that were on antipsychotics. I've been doing float tank therapy or, or sensory deprivation therapy, and they've been able to get off their meds and be able to really restore themselves um, physically, mentally, and spiritually. So that's my fire pit, the literal opposite of fire. But, you know, that's where I'm at. <laughs> I mean, Christina, you that's and cool. Alan are made for each other. Alan has fucking cacao beans in his... <laughs> It is. I knew this was, I knew this was coming. Oh, I got cacao nibs everywhere. I'm going to have hot dogs for I'm going to have hot dogs for I'll have a hot dog. Don't, don't, don't come for me. Let, I will have a hot dog. Let me I hit some green juice here real quick. Yeah. Fucking I mean, look at the side of that cup. I don't even know what the... Alan, tanks. look, I have this. Man, I got Christina, my shake, too. I ate mushrooms one time, and I saw the shit you were doing. I didn't have to go to a floating. Yeah, my shit's legal. <laughs> like pimento well, cheese. I've got. Oh my god! You I've not, every I'm time I talk to you I guys, I will get I'm... all up in. I will get up in. See, it depends on me. I may not like Alan's green juice because if there's fruit in it, I don't need that sugar. I will get Holy on shit. your hot dog. Just don't give me the bun, and I will we eat can... that pimento cheese. Okay, I'm the one that ties all of us together. Calm your. We titties. could have a podcast about the crazy. I mean, I just like, I'm going to have hot dogs for dinner tonight and uh, have some water from the tap. You people are going in fucking float tanks. You got some fucking seaweed in a mason jar that's stuck to the side. Your skin is becoming water. Water's become, no one knows. I don't know what the fuck is happening. What's a pineal gland or whatever the pineal gland is your third eye? I don't even, I don't even know. I don't know three quarters of the shit you just said. Okay, well, like, you know, right, when you have is, your hot dog tonight, is... have one extra one for me, just no bun. <laughs> I, uh, I'm all about I mean, that hot dog is, life. Why... Who doesn't love a good wiener in their mouth? Come on. Oh, my God. Every time I'm on one of these, the, the fucking cacao chips and floating float tanks, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, Ryan, oh. we're, we're trying to broaden your horizons. This is what's oh this is. So this is the thing, though. The golf media, as we know, is completely Christina, homogenous. Christina, and, I'm flying out next week, and we're going to a float tank. And then you and I are going to go to some dive bar and have hot dogs and french fries. And we'll just, like, Do you have any idea? I have nothing have against hot dogs. Do you have any idea well, how much I meat I, I don't consume? have anything Come against on. float tanks. I just don't know what the fuck they are. That's all I'm saying. I will introduce you, and you. The, I would love for you to do that and then do a stream of consciousness article for the Fire Pit Collective. You would be surprised. Honest to God. This ain't some, like, hippie doodad bullshit. Like, this is this this is actual. Yes, it's metaphysical, but sure. it's actual stuff. And there, I... I have seen benefits from this. And then I'll go have a hot dog. Oh, Shit. <laughs> All right. It's wow. devolved. I mean, and uh, Alan's got to get back to his fucking seaweed in a jar. And uh, Matt's got to get back to like trying to run a company. And I need to write an article. So. Yeah. And I think you, I think this is going to be a wonderful <laughs> test in seeing how open you are to new experiences you know and not be so I judgy. If I. If I said, you know what, I'm going to go to a float tank and then I'm going to have a fucking mason jar full of seaweed. 
It would Ooh, be like, are you sure you're such a good fit if it sounds like you give a shit so much of what other people think of you, sweetheart? Come on. Come on. That's like the pinnacle of, that's like the ethos of the Pirate Bay Collective. I love it. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you. you guys, love you. Thank you so much. Um, on behalf of thanks to the listeners for enduring. Oh, this. I mean, these yeah, last six you know, minutes is exactly what I wanted this entire hour to be. Truth be told, so I'm glad that I got a little bit of what I wanted. But um, let should we should we say goodbye to our amazing? Yeah, guests? I got a I got a float tank uh, appointment. I got to get to stop lying. You got to go take a poo. It's fine. <laughs> So do you guys want to sign off? Press the no, red button. Do you guys want to sign Cut off? Cut the shit off. Press the button. Yeah, Be I sure to go. plug your own shit right now. Like Any given Monday, buy some coffee. Ryan French, thank you, sir. You're welcome. The Fire Pit Podcast guys. brought to you by Link Soul, Parpoints, Bag Boy, uh, BMW. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Matt Javella. We need a longer list of sponsors, Christina. Hey, you know what? Yeah. I like. Good I don't coffee. need anything. Good coffee is my coffee. So go buy that, and then the hat. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much to our amazing We're done. guests. We're definitely yes. done. So thank you guys so much, and everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Full Send with Christina Kim, Alan Shipnick. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. Turns out, a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today. Career Builder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job, the skills you bring to work. And Career Builder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits, jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com.